of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. So we got a bit of a, kind of, it's kind of breaking, but not really breaking. Uh, the academic, oh my goodness, excuse me. The academic senate has requested that um, president, interim president um, Tarhuli and uh, vice president Vickerman speak about the recent resignation of athletic director Kyle Breenan at their upcoming meeting this Wednesday. And we just kind of wanted to delve into just what's kind of been like the name for ISU recently, which is resignations. Yeah. So back in February, Kinsey resigned, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because um, I remember we were at, we were at ICPA this, that weekend. It was so, the day before we left for ICPA. Mm-hmm. It broke. Yeah, it was like right around like Feb- uh, Valentine's Day. So Kinsey resigned and no reason still has been given, right? Nope. <laughs> nope. There was just but, at the end of her email that she sent to the community about her resigning that she was planning on seeking other opportunities. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she didn't have anything lined up already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we haven't really heard much about that. But we have heard a lot about Kyle Brennan, who was the um, athletic director for ISU. And so basically, like, what happened with that was he resigned, like, right before GLT um release their article about him and mm-hmm. all of the spending at yeah. strip clubs that he did. So if you're not familiar with the story, um, WG, like about an, not even an hour after ISU released the statement on the resignation, WG, WGLT, art, uh, oh my goodness, WGLT uploaded an article detailing um, an incident that happened back mm-hmm. in... December. December 2021. Mm-hmm. And so it says here that GLT was planning to publish a story Thursday about the December 21, 2021 trip when ISU preemptively announced Brennan's resignation. So I'm thinking that, like, Brennan caught wind that GLT was going to publish this. And so I actually listened. Um, WZ&D got uh, the, a couple days after WGLT posted the article, the student radio here, WZ&D, Got it to sit down and do an interview with um, uh, who wrote that Ryan article? Denham. Ryan Denham. They sat down and did an interview just about like what it was like to break that story. Mm-hmm. And he said that they had reached out to the university before they published their story because they wanted to get the university a chance to comment to respond. So that's how ISU already knew the story was going to come out. They just mm-hmm. you know just tried to beat the curb to it mm-hmm. and tried to you know make it look like it was their decision to have this done. But obviously, GLT is not going to let them do that. <laughs> they went yeah. ahead and published the story right away. Right, right. And added that line about how they had planned to publish the story a couple days later. But, mm-hmm. you know, here they are. But, yeah, right. the story behind that is, um, so if you haven't heard this detail, it goes so far back. But uh, last year, or two years ago, 2021, I think, mm-hmm. um, ISU unveiled plans for an indoor athletic facility um indoor indoor practice facility so that um sports that usually play outdoors have a space to play to practice indoors Mm -hmm. during the school year but it's obviously that's a very expensive project so three million dollars or well no that was what sorry that was what one of the people like the donors who had mm -hmm. a close relationship with brennan yeah i pledged 
I uh, don't quote me on this. I feel like it was somewhere between five to ten million dollars is how much it cost to build the facility or whatever. I remember there was a it was, lot it's a, of like it's got a big price tag. There on was it. a huge price tag, and I remember like there was a lot of like I don't know if backlash is the right word, but like this was around the time when like so many like of the buildings were just like like they graduate were run down, but happening like and the ask me protests were mm-hmm. getting underway yeah it was like there was so much of like so isu spending all this money on an extra facility for like athletic players to play in during the winter but they won't even update like buildings that all students go to five days a week yeah well, which i think is understandable yeah absolutely i mean we're paying money for this too not just athletics which Mm -hmm. obviously there is the financial aspect to look at it of athletics does bring in money for isu but you know regardless tuition obviously pays up for a lot of this Mm -hmm. so they were trying to find donors they have been for the past couple of years trying to find donors to help pay for it so if you know if they donate enough money they'll get part of the naming rights or they'll be able to name themselves a section or maybe even after the whole practice facility Mm -hmm. and they had looked into this guy aaron rossi i think Mm -hmm. Um, and had been trying to get him to pledge, would you say three mo- three million dollars to the facility? So, Kyle Brennan and Rossi went on a trip in December of twenty twenty one. What I this is what I think happened, um, because it says less than two months after the trip together, Rossi pledged a three million dollar donation to the athletics' new indoor practice facility, and then. Um, a few weeks after he pledged that money, he was indicted on federal tax fraud, and the judge restricted his ability to spend money. So he's still currently under investigation, and ISU will not say if the money ever materialized. Yeah, well, I don't think it ever did because um, Aaron Rossi ended up getting, like, sued or something. Yeah, like, but this was, like, recent. He recently got s- Or wait. Well, I mean, so he gave, he pledged the money and then got indicted a few weeks later. That, yeah, that's what it so, is. So, like, I don't know. I feel like it could go either way. Like, if that was his last legitimate money, maybe they did get it. But also, like, I feel like it's kind of weird. <clears throat> I guess you won't say if that money ever materialized. Like, either they don't know or it did. And they, like, you know, like, because I feel like that would be something that, like, you'd have to be like, oh, my God, like, we can't. Like, if the money isn't real or, like, slash, like, if it's, like, illegal money. And maybe that's what ISU is trying to figure out right now. Mm -hmm. They're also might be, for PR reasons, trying to figure out if they even want to accept it. Because, you know, obviously they do need the the money. They've already started the construction for it. But if, like, he donated enough to, like, get naming rights, we don't know how to name our facility after somebody who committed fraud, potentially. Yeah, and, I mean, I know, I mean, I don't know if he could, like, take back the pledge, but, like... He's going to need that $3 million if he's going through, like, a whole, like, federal tax fraud charge, like. Yeah, it's just quite a mess. And that's kind of why everybody's just kind of confused and trying to figure it out. Part of, I think, why a lot of people are upset about this is because um, at the trip, I don't know if we mentioned this already, but I think it's important to highlight again if we did that they ended up spending, like, over $23,000 at this donor trip, mm-hmm. including possibly a trip to a strip club. Oh, yeah. No, that was, in, that was in, like, their first paragraph. Yeah. Like, they went strip clubs. They, um, uh, yeah. Records show Brennan bought nine 100-level 
club game tickets on StubHub within day of kickoff in three separate transactions. So like four tickets, then two more, and then three more. And those tickets cost $18,000. Um, Which is insane. They flew on a jet owned by Rossi. Um, they arrived at the Millionaire Private Hangar in Indianapolis and took Ubers and Lyfts into downtown Indianapolis for the football game. Um, well, it's just like... Oh, oh, wait, so here's another <coughs> thing. Um, it's unclear what exactly the ISU athletic staff and donors did in Indianapolis after the Big Ten football game ended, although some in the group apparently ended the evening at the Red Garter Gentlemen's Club in downtown Indianapolis. Um... And then at, like, 2 in the morning, um, Mulhauser, who is some, he, um, one of Brennan's top the, deputies. Yeah, the deputy, deputy athletic director or whatever. He, so either him or someone with access to his Lyft account, booked a $144 Lyft ride from the address of the strip club back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. So that's how they've trying to gathered what that is so far. Mm-hmm. But regardless of, like, you know, where, you know, maybe it was Rossi that paid for some of it, maybe it was ISU that paid for some of it, maybe it was mostly ISU, maybe it was mostly Rossi. Regardless, that's a lot of money to be spending. That potentially yeah. came out of students' wallets, to potentially came from tuition funding. Yeah, and, like, in the article it said that, like, ISU, like, prohibits, like, lavish trips and stuff. Yeah, and that quite literally sounds like the definition of lavish Right, like, me. there's a big difference between going on, like, a trip for, like, work, <clears throat> athletics, versus, like, going on vacation with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, Which... I get it, like, they're trying, this was a donor trip, they're trying to get him to give them more money, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, where where do we cross the line here? You know, this isn't, like, your traditional, like, let's have dinner and talk type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, right here it says, the ISU Foundation publishes cash disbursement guidelines that lay out how contributed money can be spent. It's okay to spend a, quote-unquote, reasonable amount on food and beverages, including alcohol, to entertain donors, for example, and documentation is required. So, like, they can, like, take them out to dinner, go to a bar, have a couple drinks, but, like, going to a strip club on, like, students' dime, like... That's why It's, like, you know, I personally don't think that spending $18,000 at a, you know, NCAA tournament or whatever is really worth it to me, personally, but I can see how that would work. The strip club is obviously where people are drawing the line being, like, whoa, not mm-hmm. only is that, like, you know more money than we wanted to spend, but it's also, like, kind of, like, pushing that morality line. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, it's it's insane. This is just kind of insane. But all of this, by the way, is coming from WGLT's article that they broke. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, on Wednesday, um, Tarhuli and Vickerman are, and some other people as well, have been requested to speak at the Academic Senate meeting about all of this. Mm-hmm. Because when... Um, WGLT released this article, ISU said they were going to do their own internal investigation Mm -hmm. to see if there was any, um, weird spots where the money was or, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of, you know, see if it did exceed the reasonable, um, stipulation that they might have had. But I think that just a lot of people on campus are looking for answers. Mm -hmm. And I think that ISU does owe it to their students and especially their faculty who, you know, 
if ISU keeps ending up in the news for all of these resignations and for especially for um, Brennan's case, mm-hmm. where you know there is like like kind of like we mentioned that morality issue, um, do people who work here want their name tied to that potentially? Right. I mean, yeah. Like I to- I get that, but I also feel like what Brennan did, like that amount of money, like. I mean, I don't think that, like, ISU knew about it and didn't do anything about it because, like, that's a lot. Like, I feel like, like, I don't, I just don't really, like, I feel like if they had found out about that, like, in, like, February of 2022, they would have, like, fired him. Even if they didn't make it super public, like... Like, he, like, Kyle Brennan, like, knew about this for, like, a year and a half about until it got released. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Do, I'm trying to figure out if we know how long Brennan has worked at I or worked at ISU for. Because, like, you know, there could be, like, that trust thing of, like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he has worked here for 10 years or something. I don't actually, I don't think he's worked here for that long, but... You know, maybe there was that trust thing, and they just didn't even think to look at it because they knew he was going on a donor trip. They knew that money was going to be spent, but they didn't quite look at the price tag of it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I figure, obviously, I'm not in the world of the university or looking at like donations and like how that kind of works. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine that you know maybe a couple thousand dollars are usually spent at like an event like that. Yeah. Whether that's like you know courtside tickets for an ISU game mm-hmm. or like the VIP experience for an ISU game. Because that was, like, one of the interesting things that I thought really kind of encapsulated, like, why this is more of an issue is that, you know, they were in Indianapolis for this NCAA tournament, which ISU was not at as a school. And we actually had a basketball game that weekend that we actually lost. Yeah. And they brought that up in there about how they're, you know, in a different state while ISU is, you know, playing. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just, like, a really interesting parallel that I thought that... WGLT made a good job making. Yeah, I'm props to them for like finding all this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer our how long has Kyle Brennan been here? Brennan served as the deputy AD. I'm assuming that means athletic director. Yeah. For the University of Utah from December 2007 to January 2021. So he was so he left Utah in January of 2021. I don't know when he started at ISU, but it couldn't have even been a year until he did this. Yeah. So he's been here for probably not even two years. He's about a year and a half. Been here maybe. longer with this whole like after he spent eighteen thousand dollars on a trip, like that time period post trip is longer than before, because even if he came at the end of January, that still would have been like eleven months. That's insane. I just don't get how you have like. I would be so nervous, like, oh my god, like, I mean, like, not that I would do that anytime, like, even if I was working at a place for, like, 10 years, but, like, you're not even here for a year, and you're, like, strip club, I'm gonna (laughs) impress, like. I feel like there probably is that aspect of, you know, there's pressure to, like you said, to impress someone, there's pressure to just kind of go along with whatever everybody's suggesting, Mm -hmm. so that you don't make your donor upset, which I get that completely, Mm -hmm. but it is kind of like a... Where, why didn't he recognize the line sooner? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of like a, it, to us, it makes like perfect sense. Like, hey, that was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know what was going through his mind at the time. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you what's going through his mind. Um, 
but like I don't I just feel like that's like like even when I spend like a lot of money out on like one night I'm like oh my god I'm never doing it like I just don't (laughs) get how you can like that like that's eighteen thousand dollars like that's a like big difference between like you know spending a hundred dollars like and that's in like one weekend like yeah, I mean, again, it's not his money. It was ISU's money. Yeah. Which, it, you know, kind of adds to the problem of, hey, who, where is that money coming from? Is it coming from tuition? Is it coming from... Donors. Donors. Like, is it coming from... Like, is it the athletic department? Is like, it coming from profits from, like, the games? You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Where it's like, I don't know. It. There's just recently been, like, a lot of issues with trust at this university. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, we're students here. We hear this all the time. Especially after Kinsey's re- resignation... Which, again, they never gave an explanation for why that happened. Yeah, I still Other- think that's really weird that there hasn't been, like, some, like, there's literally been no talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm. this is coming from, again, not verified, but this is coming from what we've been hearing with other students, is that we feel like after all of the homophobia stuff that happened on campus last semester, after the assault of one of the students on an off-campus party and another student got off assaulted, um, just outside the bars downtown, and then there was slurs painted on uh, fraternity buildings and sorority buildings on campus. So I think after that issue went rampant that um, people feel like that might have been why she resigned, like may- mm-hmm. maybe the university asked her to. But either way, in this case, um, there's a lot of resignations that people mm-hmm. aren't happy about. Mm-hmm. At least the suspected reasons behind them. Yeah. You know, Kinsey's obviously is not confirmed. Right. What I thought with Kinsey was, like, there's been a lot of, I would say, like, from AFSME to what you were talking about happened last year. I think it's, like, I think it could go both ways. Because I feel like, on the one hand, she could have done more in her position. But I feel like, on the other hand, she's the person that's getting all the backlash. And, like, again, there's... More she could have done, for sure, but also, like, when you think about, like, administrations, like, Kinsey cannot just, like, like, what, she's not God. Like, she can't (laughs) do one thing and, like, every, like, she can't, like, say, we're gonna do this and then that's law. Like, Mm -hmm. there is a chain of command that, like, who knows, maybe there was something that she wanted to do, but, like, you know, the way that administration works, like, I don't know, I think of it, like, the president of the United States, like, they cannot just do, like, it has to be, like, agreed upon by other parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a dictatorship so, like, or anything. I don't know. I could see her getting frustrated with kind of all this backlash coming at her if not all of it was necessarily her fault, if yeah. that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And but I then don't... again, like, you are the head of a university, and when you're hearing all this stuff, like, you do also have to, like, do something about it. Yeah. And if students aren't happy with what you're doing, then, like, you need to rethink that. Yeah, and that's what, I think just, that's what it was, was there's a lot of people were upset timing-wise about her response to stuff. Mm-hmm. Because even, like you said, obviously she's not the sole decision-maker for mm-hmm. ISU. There's a lot that goes into it. But you are the face of the university, exactly. so you do have to kind of make an effort to at least appear like you're doing something. Yeah. You know, and, like, a lot of people felt like she wasn't even doing that. Yeah. So, obviously, 
We don't know if that was the confirmed reason mm -hmm. why. They also sent out a survey a couple of months before that. And, like, she resigned in February, I think, in January. They sent out a survey oh, asking yeah. students to rate her performance. Yeah, and the survey Which I think is a good bad. indicator about what kind of happened as well. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think that I remember talking with some other um, students after her resignation, and somebody raised the question of um, if she was a man, had the response been different, you know? Mm -hmm. If, like, maybe she would have gotten another chance or something, or if, who knows? I don't know. I, th I think it's interesting to think about that aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, just because I feel like, like, Dietz was president when we were freshmen, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, nothing, I don't, nothing controversial ever really happened, at least that I can remember. He had a lot of problems with the Graduate Workers Union. Oh, okay. I do remember that part, mm -hmm. at, at, I think. I don't have anything open to mm -hmm. kind of verify that, but I thought I remembered hearing something about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But he didn't resign. He was re he retired. Uh -huh, he was yeah. here at ISU for a couple of years. I think mm -hmm. like five or six years. Yeah. But yeah. I don't just. I remember hearing that ISU hasn't had a very good record with the presidents in the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. I think the president before Dietz also had to resign. He after yeah. He resigned. I he don't like, know if it was <laughs> he right. spit on somebody. He, he had a he was got into an that? argument with one of the groundskeepers because like the president lives in like a a house that's like owned by ISU mm -hmm. and they have groundskeepers and he got into an argument with a groundskeeper. I don't know if he spit on him, but it was obviously to the point where like it yeah. wasn't just like a an the argument that you forget about in five so, minutes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if press was there or what, but like it got out and obviously that's not a good look. So yeah, he resigned. Um but yeah, I mean Going back to the whole, like, if Kinsey was a man, would it have been different? I don't really know. I don't think I ever heard anything said about her that was like, oh, she quit because she's a woman. I never really no, heard no, anything, no, no. like, gendered. Um, it was more so the point that we were trying to make. It wasn't like, oh, she got fired because she was a woman. Like, no, not mm -hmm. saying that. But it was like, uh, just kind of like, would there have been more leeway with mm -hmm. her if she was a woman? Or if she was a man? Yeah. But, I don't know. I do think it's, like, interesting to bring up those points, at least. Because, mm -hmm. obviously, that didn't matter with Kyle Brennan's case. But yeah. Because there's a clear wrongdoing in this mm -hmm. sense. But because we haven't had the transparency on Kinsey's and we don't know what she has resigned over. Yeah, I think that's just really weird. Because I feel like, like, it's been, like, I could understand, like, not saying anything, like, in the first week or two. But, like, I mean, like, what if it's something that, like, it had literally nothing to do with, like, ISU. You know, and it's, like, at that point, like, why not just be, like, transparent about it? And that's why I think that it did have to do something with it. Because right. I feel like, you know, if she did get another job opportunity, she would have said something that she had accepted something mm -hmm. else and when she was moving on. Or if it was something family-related mm -hmm. that she would have, you know, kind of been transparent with that. But since mm -hmm. she wasn't, I feel like maybe it was something with survey, maybe it was something with all the stuff that happened last yeah. semester. It just, like, I don't, it's just so weird to me because I feel like, like, I feel like during her time, like, I mean, I interviewed her, she seemed to love ISU, and, like, she talked a lot about, like, going to ISU events and stuff, too. Oh, yeah, she, I saw her a whole bunch going Which to athletic like, events like, and stuff on campus. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, like, we know that, like, a lot more stuff happened towards the end of her presidency, but, like, you don't wake up one day and decide to resign. It has to be, like, a long-coming thing. And I feel like 
if you're like that, like, if you're contemplating resigning, like, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but, like, I feel like I wouldn't still be super, like, extra involved in things that, not to compare, but other administrators don't always go to, like, you know, sports games and stuff like that. Yeah. I do think that, you know, maybe it was possibly an effort to save face. Yeah. Maybe it was just kind of like um, try to divert the attention or something. Mm -hmm. But I I guess we'll never know. know. I just want to know. I don't think we ever will, and that's really unfortunate. But, you know, hey, what can you do? Maybe she'll write a book. (laughs) Maybe. But I don't know. It's just something to think about. I don't know. There's just the culture at ISU has shifted so much, I think, in these last couple, like, what, two months, Mm -hmm. three months of all the crazy stuff that's going down. And I don't know. I think we've kind of just summarized this, but I can't imagine how faculty feel, but Mm -hmm. I know students are very kind of like, hey, man, what's going on? Or like, seriously? Like, (laughs) I feel like that phrase, just seriously, is Mm -hmm. kind of like how we've all been feeling recently. And I don't know if this problem extends further than, like, just kind of, like, what we've touched on. But I don't know. Objectively, what I think is that ISU does need to do something more than this. to Because mm-hmm. like, they're obviously having a problem with leadership at some level. And I don't know. Maybe this is just kind of, like, a bad batch or something. But Yeah, I feel like we're going to have to see how things play out. Like, because, like, who? I mean, exactly. Like, it literally could just be, like, a couple bad... Not, I don't know, like, not bad people, but, no, like... No, not bad people, like, just, like... Like, a few just, like... Unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I feel like we, in a year from now, even though we'll be graduated, like, we'll know if this is, like, a pattern or not. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's, like, five more high-up people that resign, then, like, yeah. Like, there's obviously some internal stuff going on. Yeah, it's just kind of like the... Is it a coincidence or, you know, is there something larger going mm-hmm. on? And like you said, I guess we won't really know for a while, but I don't know. I think it's interesting to think about it. I think it's interesting to reflect on it. And I think that a lot of people should be reflecting on it because, you know, coming from students, like, you know, this is where you're putting your money towards. And then for faculty and staff, this is who you're working for. And, yeah. you know, hopefully you want to work for somebody who ethical is ethical as a is kind of like respecting the wishes of the of the students who mm-hmm. go here and the faculty who work here. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Thoughts <laughs> for the day, I guess. I don't know. Just reflection. We'll make sure to check out our coverage of the academic setting later this week. Hopefully we get some more information from Tarhuli there. But that's all we got for now. Once again, this has been Elizabeth Urban. And this is Erin Gesser with Tea Time. Thanks for listening.